Welcome to another edition of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel, who is social distancing by broadcasting from home. And Robbie Terry is here in studio. Thank you for being here. This is special coverage of COVID-19 and how the coronavirus is affecting the lives of those who live in Mansfield. Coming up on this episode, news and local weather for the upcoming week. And as always, we will conclude this episode with the trivia question of the week for a $25 gift card to El Primo's Mexican Grill and Cantina. Let's take a look at this week's headlines. Governor presents Phase 2 of Open Texas. City prepares to welcome back Mansfield. Mayoral and council election date has been confirmed. Mansfield teacher honored at Dallas Awards Ceremony. Council scrubs annual Rock and Forth event. Historical Museum looking to write Mansfield's current history. Have you had your dream vacation dashed by the coronavirus? Today we present another segment of Broken Vacations. And Alexa is here with the weather. We also have an in-studio interview with school board candidate Yolanda McPherson. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Hi, this is John with Pool Aid, your local pool care specialist. With the exceptional amount of rain that we've experienced so far this year, spring is a vital time to clean pool filters, skim leaves and debris, and keep skimmers clean to ensure proper circulation as well as keep your pool sweep in good working condition. If you have any questions or concerns or need a certified professional to help keep your pool safe and clean, visit us on the internet at poolaid.net. That's poolaid.net. We're here for you. Hi, I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center, inviting you to make our thrift store your one stop for shopping, donating, and volunteering. When neighbors buy your donations, the proceeds help other Mansfield neighbors in need with free services including financial assistance, employment help, food, medical, dental, and vision care. Voted Best Thrift Store in 2019 by Living Magazine, the Mansfield Mission Center Thrift Store is located at Broad and Walnut Creek. For more details, visit Visit our website at mansfieldmission.org. That's mansfieldmission.org. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Our goal is to find ways to coexist with COVID-19 as safely as possible. Texas Governor Greg Abbott speaking at a press conference on Monday as he outlined phase two of reopening the state during the coronavirus crisis. Texas is prepared to move into phase two for further opening up for business. I am proud to announce that businesses that can open up today. As you know, barbershops and hair salons, as well as gyms, are already open. Effective today, other personal service businesses will also be able to open. Beginning today, businesses located in office buildings, they can open to the greater of 10 employees or 25% of the workforce, provided that the employees maintain safe social distancing. Starting immediately, child care services are able to open. That also includes programs like Boys and Girls Clubs as well as YMCA programs. Then, beginning this Friday, May the 22nd, a long list of businesses can now reopen or expand capacity. Restaurants can open to a 50% capacity. Bars wine tasting rooms, craft breweries, and similar businesses can open at a 25% capacity. Like with restaurants, those capacity limits do not apply to outdoor areas that maintain safe distancing. 
In addition to that, a wide range of businesses, ranging from drive-in concerts to bowling alleys, can open up at a 25% capacity. A list of these businesses can be found at the Open Texas website. If you missed the web address for Open Texas, log on to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and click on the Links tab. The City of Mansfield has prepared its own list of phased reopenings starting Wednesday, May 20th, under the guidelines established by Governor Abbott. The Mansfield Public Library will now be open Monday through Friday from 10 to 5 and on Saturdays from 10 to 3. The Mansfield Activity Center will be open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Gym time and programs will be limited to 25% occupancy, and participants must bring their own equipment. Kids Zone and Senior Citizen programs are still postponed. The Mansfield Historical Museum will be open Tuesday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., with no more than 15 people allowed in the museum at any given time. There will not be any programs offered at this time. And finally, the Far Best Theater will be open only for private rentals and city-sponsored events with an occupancy ceiling of 37 people. After careful evaluation by city leaders, event organizers, and emergency management, the city council decided to cancel this year's Rock and Forth event. Council's decision was made in the best interest of the health and safety of everyone involved in that there is simply no way to proceed with the social distancing and cleaning protocols necessary to comply with the state restrictions and public health best practices. Mayor David Cook said that canceling the annual event is the most responsible thing to do. It makes a lot of sense to to be physically responsible at a time like this, and you know, I know that um, you know you've already seen in the headlines where cities are having very low employees, and obviously, if it comes between a fireworks show and employees, and obviously, we're you know, as a council, we're going to stick with our employees any day of the week. So, and I think that right now the fear is the just the unknown, as Mr. Chandler was saying earlier. You know, the numbers are just not out yet, and so you know, when you look at you know what's the damage, I mean, we don't know what the damage is, but we all know it's going to be bleak. You know, making having to make a decision right now probably the most responsible thing to do is is to put it off. The mayoral and city council election date has finally been firmed up, and it looks like Mansfield residents will be casting their ballot in November. City Manager Alan Taylor spoke at Monday's city council meeting. So we would hold the general municipal election on November 3rd. Runoff would be 15th to the 20th of December. And that would be when we would resolve our municipal electoral issues. But the governor appears absolutely immobile on the idea, and the November 3rd date appears to be set in concrete. The November 3rd date coincides with the local school board elections, as well as, on a national level, the presidential race. A Mansfield High School teacher was honored at an awards ceremony in Dallas Thursday. About Mansfield's Robbie Terry has the story. Mansfield High School theater arts teacher Al Ternisha Starr was named an outstanding educator at the 9th Annual Dallas Summer Musicals High School Musical Theater Awards on Thursday. Mrs. Starr has been a teacher for 17 years, 11 within the MISD and the last seven at Mansfield High School. Nominated by one of her students, Starr said in a video that she couldn't be where she is today without the support of students and staff. I have to thank the people that I work with because none of this is possible without you guys. Sherry Wright, Kurt Corley, Reginald Wright, William Ludlow, thank you guys. I love you. I have to thank Mansfield High School theater students. You guys are the best. Mansfield High had a total of three nominations, including Best Supporting Actor, Best Costume Design, and Best Orchestra for their presentation of The Little Mermaid.
Geyer High School was the big winner of the night, taking home five awards out of 12 nominations. In an unprecedented move, the annual awards ceremony that honors students, teachers, and theater departments was presented online on May 14th due to COVID-19. For the complete list of winners, log on to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and click on the Links tab. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Robbie Terry. The Mansfield Historical Museum is looking for a few good stories, and their management is looking to write our city's current history in the This Is Us program. Museum manager Jessica Baber explains. So the This Is Us project is a collaboration between the museum, the city's historic preservation office, and the library. So basically this year is the 130th anniversary of Mansfield. And we decided that we really should mark that somehow. We should be doing something uh, to sort of celebrate that milestone. And we wanted to do something that both recognized the history of the town, but also looks at the role that current Mansfield citizens and what's going on right now will play in the history of the town for years to come. What we are doing is we are collecting personal stories, personal histories of people who are in the community right now, people who live in Mansfield, people who work in Mansfield or go to school here, people who have lived here in the past. Um, We are asking that people give us their stories. Logistically, there's a form to fill out uh, that just has some personal information and then some ideas of things to talk about. We're looking for anything that people want to share with us that, you know, how did you move to Mansfield or, you know, has your family always lived here? Where did you go to school or where do you go to school and what is that like? Where do you work? You could write about a community organization that you're involved in or your church or, you know, what you like to do on the weekends. Something to keep in mind is that, you know, this isn't something we don't expect you to spend days and days crafting the perfect story or anything like that. You know, it can be as long or as short as you want it to be. It can be on whatever topic you want it to be. doesn't need to be your whole life story, just something about your time in Mansfield that you really liked um, or something that you think is interesting and want to share with us. It can just be a couple of paragraphs long. That's perfectly fine. We have a link to the This Is Us program on our website, aboutmansfield.com. Just click on the Links tab. The coronavirus has shattered many dream vacations for Mansfield residents, including my own. And with that, we present another segment of Broken Vacations, your stories of holidays that were dashed by COVID-19. Listener Kirsten, coronavirus affected big birthday plans? This year, I'm turning 50, which is kind of, you know, a big celebration mark. So we decided we would get as many people from Southern California that we know to join us. Um, But instead of just doing the weekend, we actually planned a whole week trip. So my husband and I and another couple that we've made friends with since being in Mansfield, we're going to fly out to Santa Barbara, spend a couple days there, then drive up to Cayucas, which is a tiny little beach town on the central coast there, spend a couple days there relaxing and doing the tide pools and taking in the, the salt air before going then inland a little bit to Paso Robles and do the, the wine festival and be with all of our friends and family from, from L.A. and Orange County. And, you know, not only did coronavirus ruin it all, but um, 
unfortunately, because of California's political and crazy climate they have going on there. But we were holding out hope until just a few days ago when uh, the governor decided to actually firmly close all of the the beaches, which sort of put the final nail in the coffin coffin for us because we're not going to go and not be able to sit in a restaurant or not be able to at least order to go and sit on the beach and enjoy it. We finally had to make the uh, difficult decision to completely cancel all of our plans. Do you sure. plan to rebook the vacation and, and relive what you lost? Well, unfortunately, I don't I don't think it'll be able to really recapture everything. So, you know, the way the wine festival works that I think they rescheduled that for August, which won't have, you know, won't work for us because that's right when the school year starts. And we have family and friends that no, won't necessarily mesh because this wasn't just a trip with us. There were, you know, there were a lot of people that were either joining us or, um, you know, doing the the quick road trip from Southern California. Um, so we probably won't ever be able to recreate, you know, the exact magic of what we were going to uh, have together. But, um, you know, we're going to do our best. We're going to, we're looking at maybe going in October, um, at least to do the, the Central Coast and um, maybe it will only be, you know, four of us instead of 15 of us. But, you know, we're, we're going to try our best. If you had a dream vacation dashed by the virus, send us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. We'll get you on the telephone and talk about your story. Wednesday, May 20th is National Pick Strawberries Day. Let's find out if Mother Nature is going to cooperate. Alexa? On Wednesday, May 20th in Mansfield, there will be mostly sunny weather with a high of 85 degrees Fahrenheit and a low of 70 degrees. And how's the weather outlook for the upcoming week? In Mansfield for the next seven days, Wednesday, 85 degrees Fahrenheit and mostly sunny weather. Thursday, 88 degrees and some sun and thunderstorms. Friday, 89 degrees and lots of clouds. Saturday, 90 degrees and some sun and thunderstorms. Sunday, 88 degrees and thunderstorms. Monday, 84 degrees and thunderstorms. Tuesday, 84 degrees and cloudy skies. If you have outdoor plans for Monday, Memorial Day, don't forget your umbrella. Thank you, Alexa. You're welcome. That's a look at news and weather. If you have a news tip that you would like us to follow up on, send us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is news at aboutmansfield.com. Just a reminder to follow this podcast so you will be automatically notified when a new episode is released. The easiest way is to log on to our website at aboutmansfield.com and enter your email address under the Follow Podcast by Email heading on the homepage. About Mansfield can also be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart Podcasts, and many more platforms. Prior to the coronavirus outbreak, the city was prepared for a May 2nd election for three city council seats, the mayor's place, and two school board seats. Well, May 2nd obviously has come and gone, and the school board elections have been postponed until Tuesday, November 3rd. After the break, we will air our final candidate interview, an in-studio interview with school board candidate Yolanda McPherson, with whom we spoke prior to the coronavirus outbreak. You will notice that the interview does refer to the May election date. Each of the eight candidates that we talked with prior to the coronavirus pandemic will all be offered do-over interviews, which will be aired in October. Don't forget, we have the trivia question of the week coming up a little bit later on in the episode. Stay with us. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel and Robbie Terry, and this is About Mansfield.
1999, Mansfield Cares was founded to be the safety net for those in need in our great city. Mansfield Cares built the first free medical dental eye clinic and the warehouse that is home to the only food bank in Mansfield. Our city's seven food pantries, Feed the Kids program, Back to School Bash, and college scholarships have all benefited from Mansfield Cares. Become a part of Mansfield's safety net. Donate today at mansfieldcares.org. That's mansfieldcares.org. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel. And in the studio today, we are continuing our coverage of election 2020 here in Mansfield. We have Yolanda McPherson, who is running for MISD School Board of Trustees, Place 7, and also on the ballot in uh, in that place is Corinne Fiagami and the incumbent Courtney Lackey-Wilson. We say hello to Yolanda McPherson. Welcome to About Mansfield. Thank you, and thank you for having me. We're just going to sit here and chit-chat. That's good. That's, that's good? <laughs> that's good. That's good. Why are you running for school board? Well, I am running for MISD School Board Place 7 because um, I am enthusiastic and very, very passionate about education, uh, about our students of Mansfield. I am a retired teacher of 32 years. I started my teaching education or career in Dallas ISD, and I retired with the Arlington ISD. Um, I have uh, two college-age students, and uh, they attended Lake Ridge High School, uh, where they received a quality education. Uh, Since retirement, um, I subbed uh, for the Arlington ISD for a while. Um, I was involved in their reading program, the Read 180 uh, program for slow or reluctant readers. And so I did that for a while, and then decided to come to Mansfield, where my family is, and uh, started subbing at Lake Ridge. Okay, and so you do you do live here in the the Mansfield? I do live district. in Mansfield. Yes, very good. If you were elected, uh, what would be a successful term? What would a successful term look like? And uh, would you run again if you felt sh- fell short of that term? I would absolutely run again. Um, I believe that Mansfield is growing by leaps and bounds, that the demographics are changing, and we have young families coming from all over, you know, up north, and they're coming here. And so they look at our district. One of the things that they look at and they talk about uh, is our schools. And parents want to know that they have uh, a safe and a good school district. And Mansfield is known for having an outstanding school district. Let's talk about then the, the safety you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you feel that um, there is a police presence on, on the high schools with the, the MISD police? Do, yes. um, do, you, do you feel that there, there should be more police presence, uh, not only in high schools, but in the district, uh, district-wide? I believe that a police presence would bring a sense of comfort, not only to the teachers, but so that the students can see them and not only there for the comfort part, but interact with um, the police that are there and to let the kids know that we're here for you. Uh, You don't have to be afraid of us. You don't have to be intimidated by us, but we're here for you and for your protection. And I think it also gives the parents a sense of security. 
What do you think right now are MISD strengths? And on the other side, what are the weaknesses and how can you work with those? I believe some of the strengths uh, within MISD, um, we have seen an increase in test scores, the STAR test scores, Mm -hmm. in reading and in math, and that is definitely a strength. Um, One of the weaknesses would be the lack of diversity uh, training within the school district and within the schools. I would like to see more um, diversity training amongst the teachers, um, the administration. Including the school board from from the superintendent all the way down to... From the top all the way down, because that's something that needs to be addressed. It's um, a real issue. And being out in the community, those are conversations that I've heard. And those are things that they're real life situations and issues and parents are concerned with that. So those are things that we need to have real conversations about. Sometimes they are uncomfortable conversations, but yet and still we need to have those conversations. And yet one of the issues that came up just recently last year was the the lesbian teacher, the LGBTQ teacher that uh, was immediately suspended. And then eventually Mm -hmm. uh, the the state judge had ruled that it was unconstitutional, that she could not be suspended for for, uh, why she was suspended. How would you have dealt... uh, that being part of the diversity training and um, with how would you have handled that issue? I don't judge anyone based on their ethnicity, their sexual preference, if you will. Um, my concern, my focus is that if a teacher is part of the LGBT community, uh, that's a personal choice. My focus and my concern is that when that teacher goes into that classroom, that the concern is, number one, the students, making sure that they learn. That's that's your entire that's your job. Right. And uh, to go forth from there, making sure that there's a safe environment, uh, that the kids feel comfortable with you. And so whether or not you are gay or not, um, regardless of my personal preference, uh, as long as that teacher is in that classroom and is able to perform up to expectations, I'm okay. You mentioned the STAR test. Yes. All right. Some people think that they should get rid of the STAR test and just focus on curriculum. What's your idea? How do you feel about that? I would love if they got rid of the STAR test. I've had many years of teaching. I started teaching when we had the Iowa test of basic skills, and then we had teams and toss and tax. So I'm I'm really dating myself right now. (laughs) But there's been a lot of uh, pressure on teachers and students to perform on these tests. I believe, in my opinion, and I've seen it done, and just recently coming out of the classroom in 2017, I totally understand the hours that teachers put into preparing for the STAR test. Um, 
I get the sleepless nights and I get the students' anxiety over the test and whether they pass or fail. I, I totally get that. I understand that. Um, so I believe a end of the year test over the subject matter that has been taught would be sufficient. I believe it's too much pressure put on teachers and students and the administrators to perform on the STAR test. Let's talk about school board members in general. Uh, What qualities do you think a school board member should bring to the board? A school board member should be open-minded, should be fair, um, should understand the goals and the objectives of the um, community, work in partnership with the superintendent, mm-hmm. because all of this is a partnership, um, and making sure that uh, we make students and, and parents inclusive. Uh, I know that it's a cliche, but uh, it does take a village, and we all have to work together for that common goal, which is our students. And so you will be able to make yourself available, and you will have a relationship then with the community members, because not all not all school board members are are accessible. They don't want to make themselves as accessible. I want to be totally accessible. Uh, even now at Lake Ridge, I'm a certified sub. And so I'm at Lake Ridge, and the students there affectionately call me Mama Smoke. Oh, nice. And so they know me as Mama Smoke. Drop the E with a three. I have to put that in there for my son. Um, but... Getting to know those kids, and my husband and I, we also have volunteered at Lake Ridge. And so making that presence known is very important because you can connect with the community. You get to hear. You get to be the eyes and the ears of the community. And oftentimes parents feel maybe uncomfortable. But if they feel that they can come and talk to you and share some concerns Um, I believe that's a a wonderful avenue for them. So as a school board member, I want to be totally accessible uh, going in and out of the schools and making my presence known. They will know me. You mentioned that you're a sub. Yes. Okay. question came up on Facebook today, and I'm how can we get substitute teachers or how can the school board get substitute teachers more money that right now, from what I was told, from what I read, they make about $80 a day or, and, and you know what? Someone flipping burgers makes about $80, $80 a day at $10 an hour for eight hours. How can we get substitute teachers more money? Well, a certified sub, mm-hmm. a certified teacher uh, in Mansfield makes 95 a day, uh, which still isn't a lot of money, and I understand that. Uh, we're going to have to look at the quality of, of subs that we have within our, our school and understand that our subs are not babysitters. Right. They come in, they do a job, they're professional, they do a job, and they need to be compensated for the work that they do. Is that a change that you could present to the board and, and, and expand that to expand their pay? Having that firsthand knowledge? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. What is your vision for education in Mansfield? 
My vision for the education in Mansfield is pretty much in line with the mission statement that we have for Mansfield, that uh, we educate all students. Um, We have to look at our subpopulation. We have our SPED students. We have our English language learners. And so we need to bring all of that together and make sure that the students in Mansfield ISD is getting quality education and that and we're on the right track with our test scores and so on and so forth and being in certain schools that I've kind of been in and out of I have seen that I have seen where teachers are working hard and and they take um the children and, and do what they need to do with them as far as tutoring after school and tutoring before school starts. So there is an investment, and we have to understand that we have to invest in our children, all of our all children. children. Low all income, of low income, immigrants. Uh, all of our babies. Absolutely. Yes. We have to invest. What are the current challenges facing education and or school boards? We want to make these changes, but there's a roadblock. What are those roadblocks? I believe a lot of the roadblocks would probably be um, financial. You know, we always run into blocks with financial. We don't have enough uh, money to support our teachers. We don't have enough computers in the classroom. Uh, We don't have enough teacher support, and that's another issue we'll talk about later that I'm, I'm really big on, uh, teacher support, parent support, making sure that our parents feel welcome when they enter our schools and our classrooms. Um, again, going back to that partnership, there has to be a partnership and we have to look at that realistically. What does that look like? And that partnership is the school board the teachers and the community all working together all as one. working together as one let's talk about teacher support then and and how can the community support their teachers better uh, Mansfield has grown so much and if we just go up and down broad we see all of the new uh, stores that are opening up restaurants and If we could get them to buy in to our educational system and be a support to our teachers, that's that's part uh, getting the businesses in conjunction with our schools, having that partnership Um, again, having the parental involvement. Looking at our local churches here in Mansfield, it's going to take all of us because we're changing so quickly and the demographics has changed and will continue to change. And so we have to change with the times. And sometimes change is uncomfortable, but that's where we are. And that's the realistic conversation that we have to have. So we, we're going to have to reach out and we're going to have to think out of the box to get that community help. Uh, again, our churches, um, our ministers, uh, the fire department, sure. the police department. So it's a community. When's the last time you attended a school board meeting? 
Uh, it was actually about a year ago. Okay. I attended a school board meeting. Our son and his uh, step team was recognized for their accomplishments as being national step champions. And so we attended the school board where they were recognized and acknowledged for their accomplishments. We moved here in 2004 mm-hmm. and not couldn't have been more than a year or two of, of living here. We live within walking distance of Willie Brown elementary. Our kids were going there and we almost got redistricted out of Willie Brown to another elementary school that was being built across 360. Is redistricting done in Mansfield or do you see it growing again? And and are the maps going to be moving again? What do you think? In my opinion, the maps will have to move again. Um, Again, speaking from uh, my viewpoint as far as Lake Ridge High School, Mm -hmm. Uh, My daughter was uh, part of the first graduating class in 2013. We live about two minutes from Lake Ridge. Uh, On the days that I sub, if I don't leave at 6.50, if I'm a minute late, it takes me about 25 minutes to drive just that one mile. And so we're going to have to draw some lines and do some... uh, special things with this map because it's just the population is increasing. Housing is booming here in Mansfield. And so if you look at a typical family, you probably have an average of uh, about 2.5 kids per family. And so we're growing. And so we're going to have to make room. What motivates you to become a school board member? Children motivate me. I am motivated by kids. Uh, I am pro-teacher. I love teachers. I love young teachers. Uh, I have mentored uh, several young teachers uh, within my career, and that motivates me. I want to see more young teachers enter the field. We don't see that now. And of course, if we get them, they don't necessarily stay about maybe one to five years. And then they figure, I can't do this. It's hard. And I understand that it's hard. I did it 32 years. And it's not for the faint of heart, <laughs> to be honest. You, you, you have to be ready. And teaching for me was not just a career. It was a ministry to yeah. me. Uh, because I got to touch so many different lives. Um, so as a school board member, that's one of the things I want to focus on, uh, keeping our, our young teachers and being a support for our young teachers and our up-and-coming teachers. There are young people in our high school now. You ask them, well, what do you want to do when you go to college? What, what are your lifetime goals? And you rarely hear young people say, I want to be a teacher. Do you think it's now because it might be in the mindset that um, schools are no longer safe? And we kind of touched on the police and stuff. But uh, as the younger generation is is growing up, go, oh, you know, the schools aren't as safe as they used to be. So maybe I might not choose that as a career path. Safety is definitely an issue, but we have to be realistic. We have to go back to teacher pay. Yeah. That makes sense. We have to go back to teacher pay. So when I started teaching, I think my very first check was probably about $1,200. But of course, that was way back in the day. Um, so we have to we have to look at that. 
we have to compensate our teachers. If we want to keep good teachers, if we want to make the teaching feel attractive, we have to increase our teacher pay. And that's across the state of Texas. When you were a teacher, what uh, you mentioned, you, you taught for Dallas ISD and, and Arlington ISD. Yes. What, what grade levels did you teach? I've had junior high. I've had seventh and eighth grade. I've had fourth grade all the way up to sixth grade. So I have, I've had just about every grade level. Was there a specific topic, um, science, math? Uh, reading. Was, reading. I was a reading teacher. Yes. And for years, I um, in Arlington ISD, I was the um, fifth grade reading teacher, and that's the star grade. Uh, so there was a lot of pressure there to make sure that those kids achieved what they needed to achieve. And thank God they did. Sure. They did. Do you have a website or any social media uh, presence out there where people can get more information about Yolanda McPherson? Yes, I am on Facebook. And they can go to Facebook, and it's Yolanda McPherson. <laughs> we have a running joke in the family that there's no fear in uh, a McPherson. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but yes, I do have a Facebook page, and they can find me on Facebook. And that's MC. MC. PH. PHER. S O N McPherson. McPherson. Okay. I apologize for No the, problem. The... <laughs> We're good. And if voters wanted to contact you with any questions, then they, they can send you a message through Facebook? Or... Absolutely. Very Absolutely. Good. Is there anything in parting that you would like to, uh, to add that, that I haven't asked? Well, I'm just, you've asked some very good questions, but I'm just excited about uh, this new uh, adventure that I'm about to pursue. I'm excited about the changes in Mansfield. Right now is an awesome time to live in Mansfield, be a part of the educational process of Mansfield, and being a part of the school board, uh, working hand-in-hand with our new superintendent, Dr. Cantu, and um, all of the school board members. And I'm just, I'm excited. The passion is, is high, and I guess you could say it's in my DNA. So I'm excited. <laughs> Yolanda McPherson. Yes. I appreciate you being on About Mansfield today, and good luck on May 2nd. Thank you. And um, thank you. We'll be right back. Hi, this is John with Pool Aid, your local pool care specialist. The CDC has determined that pool maintenance services are an essential business due to the added threat of bacteria, algae, mold, and funguses that is a byproduct of the lack of cleaning in a chemical imbalance. Allow us to be an essential part of your pool. If you have any questions or concerns or need a certified professional to help keep your pool safe and clean, visit us on the Internet at PoolAid.net. That's PoolAid.net. We're here for you. Meet Keith, loving dad, board game champ, bus driving pro. I drive 65,000 miles in my bus each year. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. Like how there are some things I simply can't see. On my route the other day, a car tried to sneak past me and ends up right in my blind spot. I turned slowly, so accident avoided. But no car should be in the blind spot for a 40,000-pound bus. It's, it's our roads. It's, it's our safety. safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. 
We welcome all feedback about the program, whether it's a specific news story or maybe a feature that you heard. Feel free to chime in by email at comments at aboutmansfield.com or by voicemail at 817-435-2938. Again, that's 817-435-2938. We will read or play back some of the comments in a future episode. Congratulations to Kat Bales, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. Who owned the first hotel in Mansfield? According to Mansfield Historical Museum manager Jessica Baber, Julian Field and his wife Henrietta operated an inn on Broad Street in the 1860s and 1870s. Cat has won a $25 gift card to El Primo's Grill and Cantina. After the break, this week's trivia question of the week. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. It is time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to El Primo's Mexican Grill and Cantina. They are located at the corner of Matlock and Country Club. It's where the locals go, and you can find them on the internet, elprimos.net. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve... Benjamin Franklin appointed the first postmaster general by the Continental Congress in 1775, and thus the U.S. Postal Service was born. This week's trivia question is, what year did the first post office open in Mansfield? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, what year did the first post office open in Mansfield? Good luck, and thanks to Todd and Robert at El Primo's for the gift card. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, continuing coverage of the coronavirus and how it affects the lives of Mansfield residents. And we will talk in studio with Mansfield Star Center Director of Operations, Adam Larson. The show will be released on Wednesday, May 27th. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. All you do is enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. We thank you for listening. For Colleen Daniel and Robbie Terry, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield.